Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where corporate woman Cassie Duke and college basketball coach Clarice Garcia help you uncover what God's Word says about who you are and His promises for you. This podcast is a journey to equip and empower you to operate and thrive in your God-given identity. Great day, and welcome back to the podcast, The Equipped. We are so excited to be joining with you again today. It's such an honor for us to be able to have this time together and then have this time with those of you who are tuning in again today. So thank you for choosing to listen. Cassie, how are we doing this morning? Hey, doing wonderful here, and I couldn't agree with you more. I want to say a big thank you to each and every listener that takes the time to hear what God has speak spoken to us and that we are sharing with you all absolutely and you know I think it was um just so pressing on our hearts especially after we recorded the last episode I know it's taken us a little time to kind of turn that around but it doesn't change the weight of how it's felt on our hearts to get this out to you guys um just with respect to how we operate using God's principles, you know, he lays them out so clearly in his word. And I know the one thing that he has been honing in on just both of our hearts is how we are to honor people. And one thing that we see culturally right now is there's just so much going on where either people may be at odds, where there may be conflict in um, ideals or thoughts or beliefs. But the main thing that we want to pull from his word today, just with the theme, is just about honoring people. That's exactly right. And Clarice, I appreciate you addressing even the culture right now. And I know often I can speak for myself and some others I've spoken to. Oftentimes when a conversation's tough, it would be simple to back away from it or not uh, lean in and have these conversations. So in a time in our society where there is a lot of injustice going on, a lot of hate and evil and nasty things happening out there, Clarice and I, um, like she said, feel a real pressing on our hearts to look into scriptures and see what does God say to do in times like this? How are we to interact with others? And Clarice, you hit the nail on the head. It's with honor. Um, and that's really different than what I'm seeing in the world right now. So I'm excited to spend the next 20 minutes or so talking through this. Yeah. So the first scripture that came to mind, um, actually it's like Clarissa, when we were last recording was Philippians two verses three and four. And that says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And Clarice, Mm -hmm. this really, I mean, it doesn't get much more plain than that. The scriptures are telling us, essentially, don't be selfish. Don't be Mm -hmm. motivated by selfish ambition or conceit, but count others more significant than yourselves. And you notice there's no adjective before others. It's not others that look like me, others that are on my same level, others that are below me, quote, quote. it is just others. Yeah. Plain blanket statement, right? Like it's, it's all inclusive. It doesn't mean like you said, just one people group or another, or the people who have a like mind or like belief mm-hmm. system as you, it's literally all people. And I just love how it says, let each of you not look to your own interests where it's like, again, 
it is very easy today to drive your own platform, to mm-hmm. drive your own um, belief. But where are we getting the ideals and the beliefs that we then are pushing and projecting out? Um, and I think it's a, it's time for us all to do a hard stop and a hard heart check where it is. It's like, am I honoring the human next to me? Am I honoring maybe the human that I don't know personally, but that does still exist? You know, how am I honoring humanity? And I know there are even other scriptures that we're going to turn to, but when you think of this, this concept of honor, it's showing great respect. It's valuing them equally. You know, it's esteeming them. And I think when you do that, you do that in a lot of ways. And so I know there are other scriptures. Um, Cassie, are there, uh, what other ones that we can turn to? Yeah, uh, there's a few that come to mind. I so appreciate you uh, defining honor. Um, I looked it up as well. And it, things saying it's saying things like public esteem, a good name, reputation, showing mm. merited respect. And I love what you yeah. said in the fact of, are we showing that merited respect to the human next mm-hmm. to me? You know, no, no disclaimer, just am I showing that? And so Paul speaks again um, in now this time in Romans, uh, Romans 12. And you know, the, I love the whole chapter. I don't have to tell anybody <laughs> that, but this specific part is 1210 and that he directs us to love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. So Paul is saying not even just showing the bare minimum of honor or respect, but outdo one another. That's awesome. And when you, again, when you look at this, um, when you look at this word in the Greek, obviously, you know, this has been since translated and we get such greater context when we look at it in the original language. Um, It's really neat because um, when it says one another, it's one another reciprocally or mutually. And so like we said, it's not from varying levels of importance or I'm better than you um, with a more lofty mindset over someone else. It's really just mutually when it's referring to one another. And the cool thing is when you look at that word honor, I have no idea how to say it in the Greek. Again, I'm not a Greek scholar, but literally it looks like the word time mm. and it's spelled that way. And so I think of how cool it is when you honor people with your time. Um, and you look at the definition of that specific way it's presented in the scripture and it says honor, which belongs to someone. Mm. And just by the very nature of us being humans, God deemed us important enough to walk this earth at any given time, but us specifically right now. And so we belong here, regardless of how we were brought into the earth, regardless of what our path has been, whether we've made great choices, bad choices, whatever it looks like, whether, you know, I have a quote unquote perceived great job or whether I'm unemployed, whatever it is, it doesn't matter that honor belongs to us just because we are part of the human race. Um, And it's crazy because I know, I feel that a lot of people may know this, but we still don't necessarily operate out of it. Um, And so just honing it in a little further, you know, you look at that scripture a little further and it says to outdo. Mm -hmm. Um, And another way to say that is to give preference to And when you do that, it's to go before and show the way. And so when I think of outdoing one another and showing honor, it literally means to, hey, I have learned it. 
I'm going to go before as a leader. And so that means that I'm going to champion and take up the cause of showing honor and I'm going to lead in that. And so crazy because you think of like, wow, okay, so what does that look like then? And I think it poses a couple questions. It does. And it makes me think, and this is so plain, right? We're hearing it in Philippians. We're seeing it in Romans. There's a proverb 25, 27 that says, is not glorious to seek one's own glory or honor. So Clarice, it's time and time again in scripture. And there's definitely more of these, especially in Paul's writings where he speaks about preferring others and not putting yourself first. And I, I feel like that is such a common theme because it is natural flesh behavior to look out for self. And so this is so counter to that. And so you were about to go into it and I wanted to hear from you is we first and foremost need to handle ourselves. Right. And so how do we lead in that? Yeah, well we do. And I, you know, I think of any time you, you know, working with, within a team, being a part of a team, you know, who do you need to lead, like you said, but ourselves. And so, yeah, that one of the first ways we do that is, um, you know, by honoring God. And, you know, you can look to, again, the scriptures um, and how does that look? But, it, you know, if as we honor God, we know that we have been called um, to live a life in the spirit. And so, you know, we are called to keep in step with the spirit. So in looking at a Galatians five, you know, you, let's see specifically, what is it? 13. So let's scroll down. Um, when you look at that and I do love to look at different versions sometimes. Um, one of them is the passion. Cause I think sometimes it, it literally just enlivened the passions with a different, um, with a different sentiment. But if you look at 13, it says, beloved, beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit. Don't view this wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set up a base of operations in the natural realm. Freedom means that we become so completely free of self-indulgence that we become servants of one another, expressing love in all we do. Um, It goes on further to say, demonstrate love to your neighbor, even as you care and love for yourself. And again, we have to learn to love our, love ourselves and understand, yes, we, I am someone worthy of honor. And when I understand that God loves me, he created me, I can receive his love. Then it, in turn, I'm like, okay, then I'm worthy of honor and the people around me are worthy of honor. Um, and it's neat because it's not always in the big things that, you know, we're called, but we're, we're to partner with God to purge the less obvious things in our life that allow us to honor God and our behavior and then ultimately to lead others. You know, I even think I had like, yeah, I even think of like I had massive phone issues yesterday and it was a space issue. Um, I literally couldn't even, I couldn't even take pictures. I couldn't do anything because there wasn't enough space to accomplish that. And so I even look at that do I have, am I holding on to what it says, um, that self-indulgence? I know even up in Romans, it talked about, or um, I'm sorry, in Philippians, it talked about your own interests. Mm-hmm. Do I have so much internally of my own interests that selfish ambition can see? Am I holding on to so much of that where there's no room in me to flow out of that love? So yeah, sometimes we need to clean ourselves up inside so we can express that to others. And what a great gut check that just was, or heart check, if you will, 
of asking yourself that. Like, I think, Clarice, you just said that kind of off the cuff, but I, I think that's a, something we could write a note down and mm-hmm. check ourselves pretty regularly. Like, how full am I of my self-interest? How much of today was spent yeah. on my self-interest? How much of my thought life, my time, et cetera, is focused on myself? And again, it's like we said earlier, this is not for condemnation. This is for awareness and growth in the spirit and better loving of those around us. And, you know, our flesh, this is natural, you know, from a flesh perspective. That's not a right to, okay, cool. I'm just going to go be selfish. But this is why every book pretty much that Paul wrote, he addresses this. And so, Clarice, I like that. I'm going to put that behavior in my life of that check of, okay, how much of today was filled up with my self-interest? How much of my time, space finances, et cetera, did I give to others and to the Lord? Yeah. Well, and then, you know, obviously just desiring it just generally, you know, it says to desire the the fruits and the Holy Spirit. And it's like, okay, what do I desire most? Do mm-hmm. I desire to live out of that flesh or do I desire to live out of the Holy Spirit? And again, further in that passage, in the Passion Translation, it goes on to say, but if you continue to criticize and come against each other over minor issues, you're acting like wild beasts and try trying to destroy one another because in essence, that's what happens because we know specifically that if we aren't utilizing um our words to build people up in essence we are literally destroying because life and death is in the power of the tongue and and we know that and so you look then okay so we lead ourselves okay we honor god first and then we follow his spirit and cassie i know um in his word it talks about those fruits would you like to um, remind yeah everyone of those fruits so in galatians five twenty two, it lists the fruit of the spirit and it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So again, Clarice, these are the adjectives that should describe us as Christ followers. And so again, those even those first few, all of them really, but the first ones that jump out to me is love. And this conversation about honoring others that's done completely out of a heart of love. And it's absolutely the fruit of someone filled with Holy Spirit. Peace, peace amongst each other. I mean, Romans, what we're reading earlier, even said as far as you can control it, be at peace with everyone. And so these fruits remind us of how we as spirit-filled individuals are are to live. And so Clarice, you were talking about in, in this section of how do we lead ourselves? It's by being led by the Holy Spirit because he will lead us yeah. into all of these, all these things. Yeah. Well, and so then practically now, I know you just hone in on the practical and I love that. Yep. So the question we can ask is, okay, you know, how do we do it? And, you know, there, there are ways obviously that are better than others, but I think one of the glaring things that we can take from it is, and on the scripture I'm going to present is, it seems maybe a little obscure for this, um, but when we receive the truth about someone and not the facts about them, we can honor them in how they can, there's meant to be honored. Right. Mm-hmm. And you look at John 16, 13 through 15, and it says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. And I think of just generally literally looking at someone and it is very easy 
um, to call out what's going wrong in their life or to call them where they are and just speak to maybe the dirt in their life or whatever it is. And you get this visual of, um, think of maybe going, uh, gold mining, right? You've got all this dirt, all this, um, all this stuff and you literally have to dig, but there is treasure in there. And so the excitement that happens when you literally find some gold should be the same when we do that about someone standing in front of us. You can't just see them for who they are because yes, there are facts about people like, yes, that person may be mean or yes, that person may be, you know, whatever you can come up with, but what is the truth? And we turn to God's word for the truth and we listen to Holy Spirit about that person. And if we can call out those gold nuggets in people, man, think of how enlivening that is. It is. And a couple of thoughts around that. So Clarice said it bears repeating as far as where do we locate the truth about people? And that is in the word of how God speaks over his children. And that includes us. So I think about, it's so easy to look at somebody else, look at their exterior, look at their behavior or quote the facts and go, Oh, I can't believe they're doing this or they are doing that. But candidly in that vein of looking at ourselves, we do it too. You know, we're unlovable as well. And yet God provides the example for us of he loves us regardless of that behavior. So one, God models how to look and see the truth versus just, just the facts, mm-hmm. Clarice. Um, mother's thoughts escaping me at the moment. <laughs> so I'll <laughs> let you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think sometimes it's, hmm, let me think how I want to phrase this. When we are with the people that we know we love, it's very easy to do this, we're not outside of our comfort zone at all. You know, and how often does God put us outside of our comfort zone in a situation, in a work environment, in a family environment with people that are very hard to honor? Mm -hmm. So often. So we can address that as, okay, okay, so how do we honor people when it's hard? Um, And I just think of a couple different situations in my life where, you know, maybe I've had a hard leader in my life. Um, And there was this this one specific instance. And I remember Holy Spirit just speaking to my heart. And he just said, you know, he gave me a scripture. And in essence, he was saying, regard her worthy or regard him worthy of all honor. And I was like, wow. Wow okay, let's break this down. Um, so if you're looking for the specific scripture, it's first Timothy six, one. Um, and so it says, you know, it says, regard your master in essence, regard the person in authority over you as worthy of all honor. And I'm like, okay, let's break this down. So worthy, if they're worthy, then they have like value as me and they are worth as much. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then again, you find that word honor again, um, that we had just brought up in the last passage and it's just showing reverence for, and their value is fixed, you know, and again, that honor belongs to them because they are in the human race. And so when you look at people in that, in that lens, right, sometimes I think we literally need to do like a lens cleaning and filtering of our eyes and it's like okay can will I allow myself to see that person in that light 
especially when it's hard. And again, it could be a family member. It could be um, a friend. It could be a coworker. It could be someone, could be your boss. It just could be anyone. And again, we get put into places that are not comfortable so that we can show them who Jesus is. Absolutely. And isn't that where we grow, right? Like when we're put in that place, like you said, out of our comfort zone where we're uncomfortable or we've got someone very unlovable right in front of us that it's not easy to just, um, to just easily get along with them, but we're having to choose to love. We're having to choose to honor. So first and foremost, Mm -hmm. God's doing a work on you, but he could also very well be doing a work in them guys. Most people aren't rude, mean, unlovable because they're trying to be, maybe there are some out there, but some people, one of the ways the Lord's allowed me to grow in this is again, that considering others before ourselves is to look kind of beyond that surface, like Clarice said, beyond the facts into truth of maybe why are they behaving that way? Or what happened along the way to them that produced this type of um, behavior Mm -hmm. now? This this is their mechanism that really allows you to have some mercy and empathy towards that person. Um, But commonly, and Clarice, you've probably experienced this, if you show love to that quote unlovable person, Guys, oftentimes you'll see Holy Spirit do a work in them where it softens. And over time that you guys can become, you're showing them one, you're showing them Jesus, but you can become close. No, that doesn't happen every time. Sometimes you're showing love and they might spit back in your face metaphorically. And that's fine. You're to continue showing that honor just like Christ did. But we can change someone's life by behaving Mm -hmm. this way, by showing honor, showing love. You can impact that person in a way that probably a lot of people don't take the time to do right because they're not welcoming that or they're not inviting that. And Clarice, you spoke about leaders. It's an even higher level of honor uh, for our Mm -hmm. leaders. You know, the old Testament talks about praying for those um, in leadership positions. And you just shared first Timothy about, um, masters being worthy of all honor. Um, one of my go-to verses is in Colossians three and it's verse 23. Mm-hmm. It says, wherever you do work hardly is for the Lord, not for men. And right before yeah. that, it says, um, to obey in everything, those who are your earthly masters. And so, you know, if you have a great leader, that can be easy, but let's get real controversial here. Clarice, what about, uh, the president? Mm-hmm. What about your yeah. boss that you don't like these people that maybe you may or may not agree with, but at the end of the day, scripture mm-hmm. calls us to honor and pray for those in leadership above us. Well, it might be yeah. real tempting. And I've been guilty of this before to just sit back and talk about them, about the facts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but c- let's speak truth. Let's yeah. honor those in those positions above us. So Clarice, I appreciate you bringing that up and pointing that out. Yeah, well, and you know, you even touched on governmental leadership. Mm-hmm. Well, the governmental offices, those are in place by, God talks about them in his word about the governmental places and positions. And Again, like you said, we are to honor that. And what's interesting is when you look at how God has designed us, right? So there is a mantle of leadership that rests on the person who holds that position, Mm -hmm. right? The mission stays with the person. The mantle stays with the position. I heard that recently. And that person who steps into that position of leadership has the God-appointed mantle. 
And whether we agree with their beliefs, whether we disagree, whatever the case may be, that mantle is on them. And we are called to and need to learn to love them, right? Regardless, because again, we talked about it. God is no respecter. Mm -hmm. Their life is just as worthy of the honor that I should receive just because I'm a human, right? And so again, it is not easy to, right? And regardless, it, it can be hard. And I think just kind of as we're kind of going full circle and tying this all together, Cassie, it can be hard to honor people. Like it, it honestly, it really can. Mm-hmm. And it can be hard to honor them with our word, with even our thoughts, right? You see something on social media and you're just like, Ugh, a thousand different negative thoughts, right? But we have to remember this it's life. It's all about who is in us, who others need to see, mm-hmm. right? They don't need to see my flesh, right? Mm-hmm. My flesh is ugly. If I'm going to be honest, like if I'm operating out of my flesh, I'm mean, I'm nasty, I'm not nice, right? And they don't need to see that. There's so much of that. We don't need to continue to perpetuate our flesh on this earth, right? We need to halt the flesh you know, operate out of who is in us and who is in us is Jesus, right? So they don't need to see me. Again, that goes back to that selfish ambition. That goes back to me feeling so hard pressed to drive me and my agenda and how I feel versus how Jesus says we can operate based off of his kingdom principles, you know, because it goes to the scripture. It says, um, Colossians one twenty seven. it says, Christ in me, the hope of glory. You know, what does that mean? The hope of glory is you look at that word glory and it's in the New Testament. It talks about it's always a good opinion concerning one resulting in praise, honor and glory, Um, seeing them in their most exalted state. Um, So, yeah, we get we have the choice to to do what's hard. We do. And you just said it. People don't need to see my flesh, my opinion. Mm -hmm things of that nature flesh that's that's frequent turn on the news Mm -hmm. uh, go interact out in public you know we can see people with selfish ambition all day long and so clarice's point of show the the less common thing of being christ-like be unique stand out this it is christ's love that draws people unto him not your opinions not you telling them what they should and should not do so honoring somebody loving somebody like we said earlier can really um, highlight Christ to somebody because you're responding differently than everybody around them is. And Clarice, I think um, it bears repeating that honor doesn't equal agreement with that pe- person's beliefs, behaviors, etc. Just because I honor somebody, whether it's a government official, whether it's my leader, whether it's just a, a fellow human being, just by providing honor does not mean I'm in agreement with their behavior. What it does, it means yeah. I'm in agreement with the Lord and Holy Spirit. And so I know for me, that's been sometimes a temptation of not honoring before is because I don't want to necessarily be aligned with how they're speaking or behaving or acting. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, my alignment is with what Holy Spirit's leading me to do, which is love and um, love your neighbor as yourself. And again, that scripture Mm -hmm. doesn't say love your neighbor as yourself. If they look like you, if they believe like you No, Mm it's just love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. So much, so much opportunity for growth. I think you just said that so well, just 
taking, like you said, looking at our motives, our heart motives and seeing, okay, how, how am I going to live this life? How am I going to, how am I going to walk each day? You know? And I think that's a good heart check opportunity. Like we said, for us, even for me, even for you today, just to kind of literally take a moment and just say, you know what, how, how am I going to live this life? How am I going to lead myself? How am I going to, um, lead myself in, operating in and with people that are easy and hard to love and honor. Yeah. And my final thought or challenge to our listeners and myself today is even when it's hard, even when it's uncomfortable, you know, leaning into those conversations and leaning into honoring those around you. Uh, I think I said it earlier, but I've been tempted lately to maybe avoid some of the uncomfortable but that's, again, not what's, that's not scripture. Scripture is, yeah. you know, we're a loving without limitation. So that yeah. is my challenge to look in my yeah. ear and the people around me of how can I lean in and love and honor more versus being self-focused. You know, Clarice, you know, in 2020, there's been a lot of time of quarantine and social distance mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And obviously we need to choose safe ways to do this, but you know, I'm not going to let this time be just a time for me to isolate myself, but rather a time to how can I proactively go find honor because it's yeah. not just going to land on my doorstep. I've got to go look yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Love that. <laughs> I was like, I love that challenge. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm take some time myself to do this today. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. we need, we, you said it earlier, we need the Lord's help and Holy Spirit's help because it's not our natural. So would you pray over our yeah. listeners and um, yeah, just for that partnering with Holy Spirit in, in this. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, God, thank you so much for this time, Lord. We bless every single person listening. God, I would just thank you that you do give us um, eyes to see and ears to hear you, your word, um, just what's on your heart. God, we just ask for a new level of um, just a new level of humility um, to see others around us as you see them, a new level of humility to be led by you. I think sometimes it's hard, God, to just want to surrender our will um, to let you lead our lives. And God, we know that when we do surrender to you, you lead us on level ground and you give us level minds. And so God, we just speak over every single person who may be having a situation where they are struggling with honoring someone. God, would you give them a scripture? Would you give them an encouragement? Lord, would you give them a new lens and a new filter to see that person or to see that situation with a new, um, new way, God, where the facts may still be there, but Lord, they receive your truth. And so God, as we receive your truth, I just um, speak boldness Mm -hmm. and courage over everyone to then use our words to declare um, truth over situations and people and, and circumstances in our lives. And so God, we just thank you for this reminder. Um, Lord, above all else, would you just continue to move in our hearts and on our minds um, and give us the strength to continue to desire um, that your principles would drive our behavior. So God, thank you again for this time. We love you. We bless you and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.